Nobody told me to go there. I fucking did it on my own. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode number 660 of Planet Rage. Where uh, Really? Is that where we're at? 66? 60, just 60. Oh, 60. 60. Yeah, I mean, we're jumping the gun a little bit. We yeah, can, I thought 66. That sounds high. Get your kicks on Route 66. That won't be. I until, did. Well, I heard you were on another road trip. I was. Little one. Yeah. Well, avoiding Chicago miles. so you don't have any bullet holes in your vehicle. <laughs> no, I don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> See, nobody does. That's, uh, that's the whole Because I believe you. I listen to Darren. <laughs> it's like the violence is bad. Although, if you're going to be, you know, cruising your way through illinois it's yeah. time to do it as before january 1st when all the crazy laws go into effect yeah and then things get fun mm-hmm. but over this past weekend i mean thanksgiving holiday weekend maybe that slows you down a little bit because you know you don't want to be out popping people you just want to be having some turkey or whatnot but maybe eight dead 35 wounded so that's what 43 mm. shot with eight dead yeah I mean, if that's so is that the Thursday, entire four day weekend, Darren, or just it looks like it, it. Yeah, it is. Okay. We're usually, I think it's just Friday through Sunday, but you know, yeah. Chicago, they'll probably find more dead people later. They will. Sure. They will. Nothing to be worried about. No violence. Nothing, nothing at all. No. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Good. I did. It was wonderful. Took a little road trip out there to uh, Arizona, Sedona. Ooh, nice. And, uh, it was nice. And how was yours in uh, Chi Town? You playing some Eagles music while you're. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, actually, some- Eagles, that town is more like Otmar Liebert than uh, the <laughs> Eagles. But uh, yeah. Yeah, everything was good. Yeah. Just spent the holiday with my parents. And uh, by the time Thanksgiving right. rolled around, I was back to feeling normal to where I could eat food and all that. Where the week before that, which is why we weren't on last Monday had a bit of a bug and it's weird because it was just some kind of a stomach bug and i don't know Mm. exactly what it was but the oddity being when i had the the virus known as covid back in whatever that was may or june whatever Mm -hmm. that i believed we got it when we were out to breakfast because my mom got it at the same time now i had not seen my mom for at least a week before this and we both had the same thing at the same time. Hers was a little less severe, but was again, the same stomach thing. Yes. Oh, well, where did you eat together? Nowhere. Like from something you eat, I guess, I, usually a stomach thing or I see that's no, I mean, I know that uh, part of the, the virus they call COVID yeah. originally they were like, yes, you know, gastro issues hmm. were a big part of it. And so I'm wondering if this was just another little touch of that, but I had zero other symptoms it was just that and uh a little bit of a 
heart skipping a beat, which has happened before Ooh. with stomach problems. Ooh, now can you feel when that happens? Yes, you do. It basically feels like you want to cough. That like there's kind of like a fluttering in your chest mm-hmm. that makes you feel like you want to cough. And I've noticed that it's happened to me a few times, and I realized that it is always tied to having a stomach issue, which is just very mm. weird. It's not, it never shows up without the stomach issue. And then I start reading, which of course is never a good thing to do. And that scares the shit out of you, right? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it's yeah, uh, yeah. the, to be fair, the, the dropping a beat seems to be way more common than I would have expected and mm. way less dangerous or pointing to a, another major issue than having AFib, which I had after the one surgery, but I'm wondering, you know, the other stuff may have mainly been that because it gives you kind of the same feeling Hmm. to it. But I guess there is a nerve, the vasal nerve or something that's shared between the stomach and the heart, which can, can cause that. And there's all sorts of things from a little bit of, you know, having GERD or acid reflux can do it. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, well, rest, get through it and not uh not panicking is always good because anything when you panic then yeah sure then your heart rate spikes and that's all that's all yeah. fun well i get that reflux jazz if i uh, go like heavy on the coffee or stuff that's acetic yes so what i do is i keep a little um because i still do like when i'm on the road i like my coffee you know, i gotta be awake to drive and so i have this little um silver cylinder on my keys and i keep it filled with baking soda <laughs> nice so it's and basically so, your little uh tums but uh yeah but it's, it's powdered tums right so you should see the looks i get in <laughs> when i take that thing out and tap you know like a, a couple of grams of white powder, powder. coffee <laughs> <laughs> i can just i can see the thought balloons over everyone's heads you know and then it's like then you see the disgust like this guy's with his wife and his kids and he's dosing his coffee with cocoa it's pretty funny this yeah. guy needs a serious boost is what they're thinking. Maybe. Yeah. You know, a little, a little uh, half calf will do that, but it's hard to get that on the road. Even yeah. decaf. It's hard. Well, plus you want to stay alert. So there's, yeah, you need, you need the offsetting <laughs> of the, uh, of that issue. So, I mean, yeah, but that works. I got to tell you, that's a, I forget where I came up with that little trick, but if, 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 if it bothers you, if anybody listening, uh, that it works pretty damn well. Just a little bump of uh, what looks like cocaine into your coffee. Yeah. You don't taste it at all, really, but it sure sure uh, stops the uh, the reflux, right? You, people just want to know why you have a little vial of white powder with you, exactly. Yeah, but I can see that it just kind of dissolves <laughs> right in because the yeah. uh, you know, and I don't take it regularly, which I should because you know, old again. But the uh, the Benefiber stuff, I've been amazed when using that, which is you know basically the uh, the Costco brand, I think of metamucil or whatnot okay and you could put that in anything and it disappears mm-hmm. it's like it's just gone you put a big teaspoon of that in coffee uh, not like you could even tell it's there wow so it's the same kind of thing you throw a little bit in and you get the results nice but otherwise yeah the no no complaints at all Good. about the holidays mm-hmm. seems kind of warm yourself till you were in a food coma or no what? which was no you know, which, you know i sh- should have but this was like the whole week before i was barely eating anything and it's like i can normally have a pretty big 
dinner. And I think it was up until that night before, maybe it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. They start feeling better once uh, Wednesday was rolling around a little bit. It's still tired, but you know, the appetite was coming back. Sure. But it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. It was like the wife came home and I made, I took a, a big piece of uh, the sourdough bread, cut it in half and made what was overall a very small, you know, normal than a normal sandwich size uh, peanut butter and jelly. And it was like, yeah, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> you know, so it's like that was kind of like the whole week where I just it wasn't, which is weird because it's like I didn't feel hungry, but I also just didn't feel like eating much. Yeah. So it was something weird, but you know, you just know what to do with that kind of stuff, which is rest, drink plenty of liquids, pop a few of the usual, you know, zinc and uh, corseted and that kind of stuff. And so was dinner at your house or moms and dads or over at moms and dads. And we had ordered catering because my God, who wants to cook on Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. So we ordered from nice. a little grocery store that's right by our house that we've bought it and had it here before but it's like they package it up really well they have it in the uh, you know the serving trays which are the aluminum or whatever and then right. covered and then they're they put them into a sealed cardboard box which also helps with being insulated we got it to my parents house which is like 30 minutes away nice. and it was still hot so there's there, there's something to be said for that I, I was glad that we chose you know mainly because no agenda was on. So I'm like, well, we'll do a pre-show. Mm-hmm. And I did that with uh, Fletcher and Pfeiffer. We combined the pre-shows before no agenda. So I chose the, the one o'clock pickup. There was a 11 a.m. pickup and a one o'clock pickup. And we got there and there was a decent amount of people in the parking lot. And the wife went in and it took her a while. And then she came out and she's like, yeah, I guess anybody that ordered the 11 a.m. The system just put them all with the 1 p.m. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So if you were. You were one of the people hoping that you were going to have Thanksgiving dinner at about 1130. Not so much, but yeah. their system at least was pretty. I mean, the turkey was extremely well done, not well done, like overcooked. It was done perfectly, I should say, mm-hmm. which is, again, for most people at home, a real pain in the ass. It takes a lot of time. It does. And you have to know what you're doing. You do. And and it's, it's so, and you know what, it's probably changed now under with Joey's economy, but for many years we would, it was, I penciled it out one time and it was the same or cheaper to buy everything made and, and have, you know, bring it in than it was to do it yourself. I believe it. It was. And it's worth it. It's a time saver. So you have to add that in. Mm -hmm. You don't have any waste. Right. Overall, you hope that they know what they're doing because my dad likes, uh, you know, sausage and peppers as well. So having a big, you know, tray of that added to the order, it's like, well, yeah, it's the hardest thing about making any of these kind of meals at your home is your oven's only large enough with the turkey. The oven's pretty much for most people. I mean, okay, if you're really rich and you have like a double oven or something, but for most people. When the turkey's cooking, you really can't be cooking anything else at the same time. True. You know, unless it's on the stovetop. So this is where having, I can only assume that these catering operations have like 50 ovens going at the same time, oh, making yeah. everything. Yeah. And it's just way easier. Once you know that the food is good and we've had it a few times, that makes it mm-hmm. way more convenient. And then, you know, it's, you don't have to wear the one year I remember going. 
to one of my aunts for Thanksgiving and she was not known still isn't, but not known for being a, a great cook. Uh oh! And we were there <laughs> for a few hours already yeah. when she went to check the oven and realized the oven was not on. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. Like, yeah, it's going to take a little bit longer for, uh, for the Turkey. Yeah. Is Domino's open? Uh-huh. Um, there's something to I be said for that is people who are usually shitty cooks. They spend all of, all of their effort is on presentation and none of it on flavor. And where they always fall down is they'll serve something that should be piping hot is lukewarm or almost ice cold. And it ruins it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, this, we have, like when you're asking yeah. to put it in the microwave before, uh, when it's not leftovers, then you have a problem. Yeah. And I like to cook, but again, you only have so much space to do it. So if you're making something like uh, Christmas is a lot of times I'll make a beef tenderloin, but it's like, you better have everything else pretty much done beforehand because yeah, it's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. And it's no, really, nobody wants to be up. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's wrong. I'm sure some people have mothers or grandmothers who their favorite thing to do is be up at three in the morning, making the meal. But I think that's a lot less now than it was 20 or 30 years ago. The convenience factor now. I don't even remember my mom ever being up at three in the morning doing that. She'd probably start at nine or 10 and we'd be sitting down eight, maybe three or four. Right. And it's, we always do this like the earliest meal all year, isn't it? Uh huh. Thanksgiving. We always ate it like three, four o'clock at the latest. Is that what you do it when you do it? Pretty much. Well, now, especially because it's like the pickup time being at one o'clock was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you could take it home and then wait and reheat it. But it's like, well, that's dumb. Yeah. And it's better. I think it's better than waiting until really late. But it does seem like it's a little earlier than it would be organically. But I get that the people at the store actually want to go home and have a Thanksgiving with their family. So. Those I see, that don't hate Thanksgiving. Well, that's true. Or don't hate their family. Yes. Because yes. we all know there's usually some kind of family drama around the holidays. Some yes. people get off on it. Some people hate it. And you can't really meet in the middle. Well, did you have a copy of the uh, the White House talking points for <laughs> Joey's achievements, just in case that bad uncle showed up? Somebody asked me about, well, by the way, on Twitter, if I was that uncle. And I said, no, I, I don't dine with Biden crud. <laughs> right. It'd be like, I, I don't need a list of talking points to tell you what's going wrong. Yeah. But this just screamed. That whole thing screamed. 1984 oh my to god me. it's these people are sick they are really they're really sick when you yeah. get together with your family be sure to tell them here's that joey biden is doing a great job yeah and here's what he's done uh-huh and here's a list wow i do love that joey's misinformation czar has now registered as a foreign agent yeah i heard that like oh really that's a surprise mm. that's what she was doing in the first place is she singing any Broadway tunes with this uh, new gig or I don't know. Probably. I mean, if it's probably. over for the, for the Brits, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know what they're doing, <laughs> but we know that the whole Twitter thing is still up in arms. And the biggest yeah. story out of there has been this thing where the WAPO, which I mean, okay, if it's somebody working for the WAPO, you already know what to expect, but the Washington post 
journalists, and I'll, I'll use that in air quotes for those of you mm. who can see the video, that went out and did a really hard journalisming and realized that they could make a Twitter account with a blue check mark that was impersonating someone else. And this is like a big story, and the idiot Marky of uh, the senator from Massachusetts is sending elon musk letters demanding to know how this can happen and it's like well one you're an idiot (laughs) to elon musk i love elon musk just from the fact that the senator's profile picture on twitter has him in a mask yeah which is like the ultimate in virtue signaling that putting a picture of yourself as your twitter avatar whatever you want to call it in the mask and Elon's like, you know, it's okay to take that off. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know about that, man. He's really scared about that. But the senator wanted to know how somebody could impersonate him. And I guess the senator and some other comedian gave this journalist Jeffrey A. Fowler, spelled G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. And it's like, well, one, I know who you are already with the name Jeffrey. It's Geoffrey. Uh-huh. Well, that goes back to the uh, Toys R Us giraffe, right? That's the only person I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. that actually spelled the yeah. name that way and was proud of it. Yes. <laughs> so it's like that I thought was kind of a little bit funny. But in this guy's article, like, well, it took all of 15 minutes to set up a blue check mark, which show me Twitter verification doesn't verify much of anything at all. It no longer means somebody is who they say they are. And that makes Twitter much less reliable for a source of information. It's like, well, one, Twitter was never a reliable source of information. Mm. Let's just get that part out of the way. And two, they go on to explain that they used uh, an extra iPhone and their own credit card to sign up for this. They're like, well, you know, they didn't even ask me to show any real ID or anything. And it's like, well, why would they need to? Yeah. The whole point of this is knowing who is behind the account. They're not forcing you to use your real name. And I think a lot of people misunderstand hmm. what being verified means. It's like they're if they can tie you to a valid credit card, they can tie you to a person. You know, they know sure. who you are, you know, or you're what using you mommy's did- card. What if you got, you know, one of those uh, pay-as-you-go credit cards at the uh, checkout, check stand at Target? Would that work? That may work. I haven't tried it. It's possible. Yeah. You know, that would be one way to get around it. I mean, if I there is. you get that, you get a burner phone and you're anonymous. Yes. I mean, yeah. You know, of course, if they figure that out, then they cut you off and they can say you broke their terms of service or whatever. GOS. But normally, if this person said they use their normal credit card, that shows me that if you indeed were committing a crime while using your Twitter account, then the authorities would know who you are pretty much. Yeah. And that was pretty much, I think be the bottom line about having these accounts be verified. It's not, Oh, well I want a blue check Mark. So I will have to use my, my, you know, God given name. I'll have to use the name that's on my birth certificate. It's like, no, If I want to use the same name as a United States senator, that's fine. But if I commit fraud under the guise of me being that person, well, that's still a crime. I guess, you know, it's like it's like it doesn't matter what you sign up as. I mean, this whole article was just so idiotic. Like, well, I was able to sign up 
with a name that I just changed the, you know, L to a one and it looked the same and ha ha ha. It's like, but that who cares? It doesn't mean anything. They're idiots. Yeah. And then they go in the complete opposite direction, which is making people verify themselves is that that's anti-free speech then. Like, yeah, you can't have it every which way lefties. Yeah. They want it every which way. Well, I got to tell you, I saw, I, you know, I, I, when I heard that uh, Musk is now planning to make public the uh, behind the scenes machinations that, uh, that cratered the Hunter Biden laptop on Twitter. Yes. He's also locking horns with uh, just a, a lot of different people. He's not taking any shit on there. No. And when you and have thought, enough money, you don't have to. Well, I thought to myself, is, is what is Adam usually says, stay out of hot tubs and small aircraft. Right. And I thought if I was if I was Elon right now, I would quadruple my security staff. I'd hire a food taster, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess he's thinking the same way because I saw a really fascinating post he did, re, you know, within, I'm going to say 12, 24 hours max. And he said, this is my nightstand by my bed. And on it were a couple of cans of uh, zero Coke. And a uh, really cool looking piece called the Diamondback Revolver. I have to look into that. So obviously that's what he's thinking. Yeah, I can see he is the most okay. dangerous man to the left right now. Absolutely. He is, he is public enemy number one. There's no quite, he is, he is absolutely leapfrogged Trump in the eyes of the commies as the most dangerous guy in America. There's no, there's no doubt. And it's funny point. because he's not conservative. He's not uh but yeah. he's, he's free speech, which yeah. scares them. Scares the shit out of them like nothing else. And somebody was pointing out the other day, I saw it on No Agenda Social, I think. Somebody like, well, uh, if you're surprised, and I've met, made this comment multiple times, if you're surprised that the people that own the networks that you use to communicate privately can read your private messages, <laughs> then you're a moron. And I think yes. we've talked about that here. We like. Have. All those messages that you and I send back and forth uh, on Twitter as a direct message, none of those are private. No. If anybody running Twitter was like, I'm interested in seeing what this guy's talking about and to who, very easy to pull up all of those private conversations. Mm. But people immediately think like, well, it was private. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not private. It's not encrypted. And Elon yeah. coming out and going, well, I have records of why Twitter was blocking certain points of views of like, if you start tying this to the democratic party, then you show exactly where this, then it becomes censorship because people always make that case. Well, it's not censorship because it's a private company. It's not the government. Yeah. Until it's the government doing it. Yeah. Well, Joey said, Joey threw down the gauntlet, didn't he? Uh, About a week ago, he said he's he's something about, we're going to look into Musk. It might be worthy of looking into. Might be worthy of looking into. I like that Elon Musk has the kind of money that there was a thread on Twitter, of course, that was talking about, well, what happens if the Apple App Store and the Google App Store decide to jettison Twitter? He'll make his own phone. Uh huh. That's what somebody's like. Well, you know, you could just make your own phone. And he's like, well, yeah, I don't want to, but, you know, I could. Sure, he could. It's like, that's like the does. ultimate to be Probably like, does. okay, you want to fuck with me? I will have my own phone line out in like yeah. six months. Yeah. And then what will you do? Then the, everybody works. then cries because then it'll be the free speech phone and that'll be bad. Right. 
But Elon would probably make a lot of money. He'd make a shit pile. I'd buy that in a heartbeat. Like, and then he would be spying on you, I'm sure. But who knows? That's okay. I'd rather have him spy on me <laughs> than uh, whatever the hell. The Gates and uh, and Google right. and uh, yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that because this is what happens when you start having major differences on things like free speech it's like yeah either have it or you don't well what i would hope is that um i think i saw his his net worth is he was up close to 300 billion i think he's down to like two um 200 billion does that sound right to you darren could be but i mean who who could even imagine that kind of cash well yeah absolutely but what i could imagine is a joey um pulling a trudeau on elon and freezing all his assets. I, I hope that he's got at least 50 bill scattered around in, in offshore banks and places where uh, the he's, FBI and the DOJ can't get to it. He's That's probably got I'm a few hope. billion in Dogecoin. I would, whatever, you know, <laughs> I just hope he's got some, some mattress money. You know right. What I mean, because I wouldn't be one bit surprised if they pulled that shit on him. Not even a little. Right. Be like, well, you are now a, an enemy of the state. Yes. Well, it's just because he's African, you know, yeah, poor guy. Yeah, which brings which brings us to uh, uh, Alyssa Milano. <laughs> oh no, is she how, back? How, how funny is that idiot <laughs> getting rid of her Tesla? You know, I have some friends. Uh, years ago, they were shopping for a house in uh, Sherman Oaks or Studio City, and the owner was Alyssa. And uh, I said, "What was Alyssa like?" And I remember the guy said she was she was at the house for the showing, and he said. Talking to Alyssa was like talking to a window. That bad. That bad. So, Well, this is where you come up with those kind of ideas. Yes. And I know it is being a little stereotypical, but from all of my experience, it is the people that claim to be on the left of the aisle politically speak vastly in talking points and cannot get into minutia, which is still a decent amount of the people on the right, but there are a lot more people that actually can get into the minutia and have the logical argument, which is, well, if you're going to do X, Y, and Z, then this is going to happen where the left never thinks about that. All this green new deal stuff. Hey, electric cars would be great if the technology was where we need it to be. Mm-hmm. they're not so saying no. well we're going to outlaw gas because we need electric and the electric aren't ready to take over that is suicidal yes it is but we know that's part of the plan yeah well that is it's part of the plan part of this all green new deal stuff it's all the same thing which is just keep asking for more money more money more money and put it into things that you know just aren't going to work then you you send the money overseas, you send it to Ukraine, you send the money mm-hmm. everywhere else and then go, well, why are we running? I saw a video the other day and there could have been some clippable stuff, but I it can only handle so much uh, Rand Paul, but he was making some pretty good points of, well, the United States government brings in and I believe it was close to 3.7, 3.8 trillion. He's like, but we're sp- Spending like seven, eight. So yeah. it's like, yeah, not understand. That's not sustain, sustainable. Anybody at home, here's the thing. If you make a hundred thousand a year, but you spend 200,000 a year, what are you, You're what does broke. that do? Right. You're broke. You're beyond broke. 
Brian Brunk, you're deeply in debt, yes. Because at some point, nobody will give you any more debt, and then what? Then what? A lot of fun. That's what it is. A lot of fun. Now, I see you've got a a few clips from our usual favorites. I do. Is is Joey, uh, is that about the Thanksgiving parade? Should we start with that? Um, yeah, you could start with the Thanksgiving parade. Sure. Cause, cause it's, it's the, there's, it's actually, it's, that's a double header. The first one is Joey on Thanksgiving. And then the second one is Joey on world cup soccer. Ooh. And, and the uh, world cup soccer is interesting too, but we can, uh, yeah. we can hold that. We can until start Thanksgiving. Yeah. And the inspired artists who work year round at the Macy's parade studio. Wait, guys, I think I'm. I think I'm getting a phone call. You know, I stop. Oh, it's the old bit. It's the old bit. Exactly. Who could this be? Hey, is it Santa Claus? Maybe it's Santa Claus. Maybe it's a big uh, turkey. You know, it's somebody. Maybe it's Al Roker. Because everybody knows Joey's just going to be calling them during their uh, broadcast. Yeah. You never know when Joey will call. So here it goes. Yeah. I'm not one to take a phone call during TV. Oh, but I think I think I should answer this one. Hello, Mr. President? 1001, 1002, 1003, 1004, 1005, 1006, 1007, 1008. Okay, one, I love that she sits there and waits. Yes. You know, anybody that has ever done broadcast, including schmucks like us who do podcasts. Wait a minute, I'm no schmuck. You're like, uh, Mr. President, are you there? Uh, hello are you there you know you don't just go hey and then stop for seven seconds but that made it great that's what made it so wonderful was it just that agonizing silence waiting for waiting for joey to come to it's like it's the it's that it's building (laughs) the anticipation that we have something special coming up something worthy of your attention yes are you can you hear me mr president Stop. Wasn't that great? He said, That's exactly what I thought he said. <laughs> that he was, right? I can't mm-hmm. even spell that. Mm-hmm. And it's always great because you got a bunch of music and a band just popping yeah. down on a drum, a marching band. <laughs> Somebody doesn't know how to mix the audio properly. No. But it's like, Mr. President, you there? <laughs> like, that's the most intelligent thing I've heard from Joe in a while. Hello, happy Thanksgiving. And then, of course, Jill. Jill has to take over and say the first hello. Yeah, you're like you're you're on the phone, Joey. Joey, that's it's a phone. 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 It's not an ice cream cone. Put the soap down and pick up the phone. Put the babysitter down, more likely. Yeah. yeah. Mr. President, are you there? Well, I'm right here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like oh my god, this is this literally sounds like. A phone call that was made, like the first phone call made on the internet in 1995. Like, oh my God, I can talk to you this way? Exactly. Yeah. Like, are you really there, Mr. President? Alex Bell. Hello, Mr. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, are you really there, though, Joey? That's the question. Right. (laughs) I was so worried this call wasn't going to go through. How are you? We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> You're watching your parade. You're doing I, a good job. Oh, 
Thank you. I love that you're watching like the... the good weather in the parade, too. <laughs> That's the best part. I will take credit for that. Yes, thank you very much. And just like millions of Americans, you guys watching the parade, what do you want to say to everyone watching right now? We just wanted to uh, we're so great. <laughs> Jill, Jill, Jill to the rescue. Joey has no idea what he wants to say. So, Jill. Well, it's not like he's in politics or anything. Right, exactly. He's no experience with this. He's, he's not an experienced public speaker. Like, what do yeah. you want to tell our crowd of millions of people watching the parade? Oh. For uh, the people, for this opportunity, for the health that we have now in America. And, uh, and Joe, what do you want to say? Well, I want to say Stop. So she wants to thank for the health in America. In America. I thought COVID was running rampant. People are dying everywhere. The kids are in the hospital with RSV. RSV, exactly. And the flu is big. And Joey just put a thing in White House. Get your get your COVID. Did you see that? It was like a like a Christmas card, uh, uh, evergreen boughs in the snow with Christmas lights around them, and saying, you know, get your get your get your booster now for the Christmas season. What are you talking about? I don't know. And it is concerning. I don't know if we're at the point where somebody's going to try to slip something in a vaccine that you don't know is in there, but it's certainly on the table, I think, at this point, which is one of the reasons. I mean, my wife and I have gotten flu shots forever just because, you know, the doctor we go to believes in them, even though we know it, it's very hit and miss. Mm -hmm. But this year, the wife's like, nope not taking a flu shot like don't Good for her don't believe in this like well you know they're gonna eventually it's all gonna be the mrna stuff and i don't even know if it's the mrna functionality that made the covid vaccines so bad but and you do know you're a guinea pig at this point using something that is as of yet not very well proven really but joey it's uh it's good to know that we're so glad of what's going on with the health in America. Although, I mean, to be fair, we're going to get into it with the, the soccer clip, what's going on in China. I mean, I guess at least we do have people that are able to walk around without masks on. I guess. I mean, Joey didn't have a mask on when he was talking here. It didn't sound like, so I mean, that's a one, plus one would assume so, but you never know. True. It's audio only to the firefighters, the police officers, first responders, um, they never take a break. And Stop. Of course, when you don't know what to say, say that. First responders, <laughs> firefighters, police officers, they never do. Actually, they do take breaks. They get vacations and days off like everybody else. But yeah. Go ahead. Now, some do work on the holiday. And yeah, I sure. appreciate that for anybody mm-hmm. that's yeah. out there, you know, that's manning the ambulances that are on call at the hospital. Everybody gets it. Yep. They don't get to have a normal holiday with their family. But yeah, they do get time off. Mm-hmm. Our troops, for and, sure. And the- oh, and the troops, the troops, the Democrats thanking the troops. That's always up. Uh, Isn't that rich? It doesn't ring hollow at all. No way. We're going to be talking to some of our troops later today, both here and abroad. And I hope everyone remembers we end every single day. God bless our troops for real. That's so true. We are so grateful. And what are your plans for Thanksgiving after the parade? <laughs> Stop. If, uh, didn't she just didn't they just tell him the plan, the plan i think had? so yeah <laughs> kind of right it's like this anyway. was it but it was this is riveting television riveting. yeah 
Well, we're just going to uh, have dinner with the family, probably take a walk on the beach, and uh, just uh, feel for, uh for our family. Well, we've been coming up to Nantucket for, since we first got married, whole family, and uh, it's become a tradition. And we're going to go stop at the fire department. Stop. So. This guy really has an aversion to the White House. I mean, he's, he's like never there. He's in Nantucket, and we know who lives there as well as uh, Barack, right? He's right next door at Martha's Vineyard. Um, kind of interesting. And uh, why? what's wrong with Thanksgiving in the White House? I don't get that, really. Joey does take weekends off almost every weekend to Delaware. Every weekend. He, yes, he's either in Rehoboth or Delaware. Now we find out Nantucket. And why? If you were doing this television broadcast, hey, if you're out there and you worked on this broadcast, I want to know why you did not pot all of the other sounds down. You don't have to get rid of them, but why would you not pot them down? So the phone call was well in the forefront. Just curious. How about because that would make it so much easier to hear Joey's (laughs) mumbling and incoherence. Well, this could be fake Joey then. That that could be it too. Yeah. Make sure that we... uh spend some time on the island thanking the first responders here and we're also the coast guard military coast guard military this sounds absolutely (laughs) lovely thank you mr president dr biden for taking the time to join us today and i hope you have a wonderful thanksgiving with your and dr biden why not just dr biden mrs biden why not just first lady dr biden yeah you know why the white doctor is that i wonder if that's in the writer when you talk to jill biden that you have to call her doctor I'll bet it is. Or she won't sure respond. Yes. It's one of those things like, so, uh, so, um, Miss First Lady, Mrs. First Lady, Ms. Ms. Biden, Ms. No, no, are you, hello, are you there? Doctor. Yeah, Doctor Biden. Oh, now she'll talk. No. Wouldn't doubt it. There is a, a bit of, uh, of an ego thing there. I just thought it was funny. It was Whoopi Goldberg, wasn't it, that thought she was an actual medical doctor? Yes, Whoopi did. Like, that yeah. just shows you how much attention these lefties pay. Mm-hmm. To the people that they are adoring. Well, well yep. maybe Dr. Biden could be the uh, Surgeon General. That's right. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck with that. But I like that still goes right along with the bits of uh, what is Joey saying? Yes. Because it's, it's hard. I mean, you're right. It's interesting there that your only message, and it's not a bad one you're right it's one of the things everybody falls back upon like well thank the first responders thank the military but you have the opportunity to speak to the nation Mm -hmm. and you don't take that to say hey you know i'm getting tired of all of this you know people not getting along and you know both sides are the problem and when you're having thanksgiving dinner you know just enjoy your family not well here's my talking I, i was surprised that at the end it wasn't like well, you can go to whitehouse.gov to see Joey's yeah. talking points. Yeah. Although they probably flashed shock. it on the screen while this was all going on. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like whatever it is, kind yeah. of concerning. But you've got a First clip with thing. Joey on soccer. And the soccer stuff is interesting, not because anybody cares about soccer. I'm sure some yes. people do. And if yeah. you're one of our if you're one of our producers and you care about soccer, I'm sorry, I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I, you know, I don't, as we know, I don't care about any sport except boxing and that it's only if it's a big, big fight. But this is a little setup. Um, you can see this is a photo op. Okay. And it looks like, I would guess it looks like maybe it's Georgetown or maybe it's up in Nantucket. I don't know. But, but Joey is posed in his ball cap and his goose down uh, uh, jacket 
looking very suburban. And he's in front of this store window. Uh, oh, was this where that picture it. with the two girls inside? No, no, no. Oh, okay. well, I don't know if that's that another was, thing, but that was yeah, creepy. That, that was very creepy. That was very creepy. But it's a, it's a story. He's, he's outside. He's on the sidewalk in front of a store window that I would only describe as Dickensian. It's like there's this incredible golden glow coming from the interior. So it really makes, you know, makes Joey look like the ghost of Christmas present, right? And it, of course, the press corps is, I'm going to guess and say they're probably 15, 20 yards away from him. And he's got, you know, a dozen Secret Service elephants, uh, you know, maintaining the perimeter between him and the, and the press. And so he's just standing there and you can see it's, you know, they're waiting for the, for the, for the question to be thrown from, from the press. And that's where it picks up. Now, is this music just put there to fill the silence of him yes, trying to I come up with an there. answer? I put that in there. And that's just Joey standing there blinking his eyes like he was just asked the atomic formula for uh, nuclear fission. <laughs> you know. It's just- Stop. Okay, how okay. much time was I that? I timed it. It's 21 seconds. 21 seconds for him to say, is the game over? 20? And she just said, she began the question wow. by telling him, USA is tied with whoever. You know, what do you think of that? Or was tied. It was a draw. 21 seconds. 21 seconds. So you can hear his response. If we were to leave 21 seconds here, people would be smashing their phones thinking it's broke. Yeah, we'd be getting letter bombs. And- <laughs> Anthrax oh, donations. Well, he was at least he knew one zero would have been better than zero zero. I guess. And then the, the the clip ends there, but there was, and I didn't include it because then there was silence as he walked away with the most geriatric gait imaginable. I mean, it was just the, the mummy shuffle, you know, with his hands in his pockets, just sort of ambling along with his blank stare in his face. It's really, it's, it's a little bit hard to watch. And I, I don't even like that guy as you, as you may have gleaned. <laughs> yeah. But good God, it's just, it's pathetic. Well, it's okay to be old when you're retired. Yeah. This is not what you want from the person that's making all of the decisions running your country, especially when you have the problems that we currently do. Mm -hmm. You feel like he, he can't answer a simple question. So how is he going to handle the big problems? Of course. Blue douche 33 says you're both so mean to poor Joey Biden. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's horrible, isn't it? I mean, I just think he should go away now. I mean, and the, the fact, I mean, I get kind of with the way the game is played, why he can't say I'm not running again, but my goodness, if, if he decides to run again and be publicly 
arguing with the people in the Democrat Party. It'll be kind of funny because then the Democrats may come up with a different candidate. Yep. Biden might have to run as an independent. The Republicans might come up with a non-Trump candidate and Trump might have to run as an independent. May have a lot of people throwing their hat into the ring. Could get wild. Yeah. Could be like H. Yeah. Ross and you're the boss way back from the every year that was. Yeah. Well, before 2020, John uh, Mac- McAfee agreed that I was going to be his run- running mate. I was going to be the VP guy with him when I interviewed him. My show would have been a better ticket. Absolutely. Yeah. Would have been so. more. Would have been more fun at the very least. Yeah. So. But I, I had a clip here. Uh, I mean, going back to the uh, Thanksgiving and uh, Black Friday. Now, I don't know if you do any shopping online or going out. Sure. Everybody used to go out and yeah. go shopping on Black Friday, which I didn't even think was a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of stores up until like a year or so ago, maybe this year, a lot of them changed. We're even open on Thanksgiving, like we're opening at six o'clock Thanksgiving night and staying mm-hmm. open all night. Well, a lot of that has changed. Yeah, it used to be it was Black Friday for the physical retail in person shit. And then somebody invented Cyber Monday, right. which of course, is today. But now I think I think Black Friday is Cyber Black Friday. And I don't even is, is Cyber Monday still a thing. I don't even know. Is it? Some people are sending out deals. Uh, a lot of them have been doing it all month long which is like black friday starts like november 1st it's right i don't understand no it's not it's supposed to be one day or maybe the weekend Mm -hmm. you know it was friday and then you had the weekend and then monday there were different ones yeah but the concept of having people at least i don't recall this year seeing any stories of people getting trampled or dead like going into a walmart when they opened up which was something you got just a few years ago Oh, yeah. But this year, things were a little different. And there was a reporter that was sent out to cover this, which I just thought this was hilarity. New Center 16's Joshua Short is inside the UP Mall, where the doors will be opening in just under an hour from now. Josh, how are things going? Well, you know what, Alex? I thought I was going to be inside, and apparently I'm stuck outside because security reasons and all that other rigmarole. Look, let's just look behind me. You see the long lines of people out here at. And that's when the camera pans around, and there's not one person. Holy shit. Oh, I feel so sorry for him. <laughs> and what is he? He said, I'm at UP. Where, where is this? It was Mishawaka, I believe. Uh, I think that's in Indiana. Indiana. Okay. Seems like a very Indiana. It was very cold, so it would go, it would go along gotcha. with that. Okay. 5.45 or so. Uh, look, I, we were expecting a big crowd. We don't have the big crowd that we expected. I got up at 3 o'clock excited to do my first ever Black Friday, and ain't nobody here. I am literally <laughs> upset right now. I uh, like this guy. This guy's <laughs> honest, man. Who is he? He's got a future with me. I like this guy. He's like, this is great. I'm out here. This is bullshit. And he's calling it. God love him. It's cold. Yeah. They told me I was going to be inside. Then they wouldn't let me inside. <laughs> so why people did not wake up. They had too much food. I don't know what the deal is. You got cars coming through, but they're stuck right now in their cars. Nobody's coming out. Yeah, they open their doors at six o'clock, but I'm really upset right now. We don't have anybody out here. We got another news crew that I'm not going to name. She's out here. So at the moment, I'm going to send it back to y'all because ain't nobody here. I'm going back home. I'm going back to my bed and I'm going to sleep. Alex, we send it back to you. It's out there. <laughs> oh, Josh, I feel bad for you. David says that you're on the wrong side of the mall. So maybe maybe that's what it is. You just got to go to the other side of the mall and, and that's where the line is. 
you know what? I go to the other side of the mall and I'm going to see another line of cars and nobody's going to be getting out of those cars because it's almost 30 degrees. You know what? I, I, I'm just... <laughs> oh, Josh, and then he walks away. We lost Josh. All right. Josh Short reporting live. I don't know if uh, he's just walking off the job, but he was like, you know what? You set me out here. I've been out here for hours. It's cold. There's nobody. I'm up. That's, that's the story. Let's move on. If I was that station manager, I'd make Josh the anchor. Yeah. Tomorrow. It was the most entertaining thing I yeah, saw. Over it was the- entertaining and informative. No <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, it's like, I'm, that's it. I've had enough. I'm going home. Yeah. There's yeah. nobody here. And it's an interesting thing to point out because everybody yeah. does overall do their shopping online now. Yeah. And he basically called the, the store bullshit, bullshit on them for their security reason. Why am I out here? Not inside. You yeah. Know, you won't really, let me in the mall. You know, Why? Because he's black. You know, probably. Maybe, you know, and what, and, and hey, story idiots, this guy's giving you a great promotional plug here, you know, and you make them stand outside in the cold, get bent. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. television in Mishawaka, Indiana, though, I guess. So, uh, I guess, but Black Friday, it's a different thing, which I think is good that people are doing the shopping online and we got to keep all those delivery drivers employed. Uh, yeah. I did see a rant, I didn't pull it. But from actually a few different rants on YouTube from the delivery drivers that then somebody else had pointed out what was going on. And it was probably more than just Bed Bath and Beyond, which is a company that's like two inches out of bankruptcy at this point. But I guess they were doing their online ordering. And when people were getting to the point of checking out. There was a thing like, well, you may qualify for free same day delivery. Would you be interested? So, of course, a lot of people went, well, yeah, free same day delivery. Wow, Larry, that sounds better than I can imagine. Oh, yeah. And what they were doing was shipping this stuff from the local stores using DoorDash or one of those type of services. So. What those people did not realize is that this wasn't coming USPS. This wasn't coming UPS. This wasn't coming like Amazon with their own delivery drivers. None of them are really expecting a tip. Right. Where the the door dashers or whatever was doing these. Well, they do. They do expect a tip. So all of those delivery drivers were really pissed. And I guess Bed Bath & Beyond did this. And I think Walmart, from what I read, did the same thing. Really? Uh-huh. So, yeah, you got a lot of delivery people. But uh, with people not understanding how these systems work, the uh, the Uber people, the, the DoorDash people, they expect that you're going to give them like 10 or 20% on what you order. So, sure. I'm sure a lot of those were not happy, but it's like the the company was the one that kind of misled everybody because I don't like my parents. If they just see, oh, free delivery. Okay. You're not thinking, well, who's doing this and will there be a tip involved because all the other free deliveries? No, you're getting it by a UPS or the post office or an Amazon driver, none of whom hang around for tips. Yeah. Well, the tipping thing is so out of control, you know, you know, for a waiter or a bartender. Okay. They have the opportunity to, you know, pay you additional attention, you know, make a meal or whatever, really memorable and nice. So, yeah, tip. Yeah, I'm good with that. But now every goddamn takeout thing, every counter, 
you know, you put your credit card down and they spin that screen around. And I was, when we were away, I actually saw one, the tips began at 20% and went up to 30. Oh, they like no option for no tip. Huh? Okay. So they're giving you the option. Like, here you go. You press a button or they're uh, exactly press this button, 20, 30, whatever the 20, 25, 30%, I think it was. But the floor was 20. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? To hand me a cup of coffee or hand me whatever, whatever it was. You know, <laughs> if anybody needed a tip, maybe it was the guy in the back making the, the food or the coffee, but the guy just handing me something. No, right. no, stop. It's enough with this. Stop. I mean, I remember being happy. And the first place I saw this was in Disney World like 10 years ago, which I would not go back any longer. No. mainly because prices have gone out of control and i mean the one good thing is the new ceo the first public thing he said was like prices are way out of control like well, okay Did i just say that yes mm. so it's like that maybe is a good sign and maybe he'll maybe. go you know while we don't want to discriminate against anybody being ultra woke is turning people off as well mm. although that i think pretty slick yeah because if you think of remember he he did a fast fade as soon as the whole covid thing began which I'm sure depressed the Disney stock um, as it did everything else. And then uh, now the, the, you know, the smoke's cleared, boom, he comes riding back in in his white horse and he's a, he's a slick character. You know, kind of like a, uh, um, the guy from Apple, kind of like jobs. Steve Jobs, yeah. that you kind yeah. of have a little bit of a mystique to him and maybe he mm-hmm. can help turn the company yes. around. Because yeah. it's, it's, you know, really, I grew up loving all the Disney stuff went there for my honeymoon my wife liked you know winnie the pooh and all that kind of stuff and when it gets to the point that the company's so bad that you have to be like wow this all just sucks yeah it's no fun i mean it should be i mean walt disney was a visionary not a perfect guy but a visionary on definitely a capitalist you know this was a guy that had some uh pretty big dreams of you know, one, how to make the world a better place, but none of it was like, well, we're all going to be commies who are going to take everybody's money away. And uh, so it would be nice if they could try to turn that around a little bit. I'd love to know how much Chapek's uh, parachute was when they uh, jettisoned him. Probably big. Really? Yeah. Well, you're like, what's the, how much do I get paid to totally screw a company beyond all repair? Exactly. And and to be an asshole. uh I do it. Yeah. Like, I could an, do that an annoying obnoxious asshole yeah. yeah like I could do that come on that's within mm-hmm. my grasp yeah but speaking of money I pulled this clip out of I think it was Dave Ramsey's show okay which I had no idea that there were companies out there in this case Caesars you know the people that own Caesars Palace oh that Caesar's do world. all of the <laughs> I guess they have a lot of online gambling, but how they intersect with colleges. Times reporting how colleges and sports betting companies have Caesarized campus life. In order to reap millions of dollars in fees, universities are partnering with betting companies to introduce their students and sports fans to online gambling. Uh, They sold their students out. In September 2021, an official at Michigan State University's athletic department sent an email to his boss with exciting news. An online betting company was willing to pay handsomely for the right to promote gambling at the university. Alan, if we're willing to take an aggressive position, we have a million dollar a year deal on the table with Caesars. 
Paul Shager wrote to Alan Haller, the university's athletic director. In the end, the company proposed a, a deal worth $8.4 million over five years. Other schools, too, have struck deals to bring betting to campus. After Louisiana State University signed a similar deal in 2021 with Caesars, the university sent an email encouraging recipients, including some students who were under 21 and couldn't legally gamble, to place your first bet and earn your first bonus. So far, at least eight universities have become partners with online sports betting companies or sports books, many in the last year with more expected. The partnership raises questions, however, about whether promoting gambling on campus, especially to people who are at an age when they are vulnerable to develop. And they're broke! And they're under your care! You freaking idiots! Unbelievable. I thought it, one, it was a good end. I got a response for him. Fuck you, Dame, Re- Dame Ramsey. You're a fucking jack off. First of all, I hate the fucking way you speak. Yeah, fix your is. teeth. Fix your fucking teeth and then shut the fuck up. They're over 18. They can do what they want. I didn't need Caesar's Palace to get me into that. I spent probably two out of my four college years at either Aqueduct or Belmont Raceway. Okay. Nobody told me to go there. I fucking did it on my own. Shut the fuck up, Dave Ramsey. Play in the ponies. Okay. Now, Shut up. The I think the difference may be though that 18 was deemed an adult when yeah, you not I anymore. Now 38 is an adult, is right? It? No, you're never an adult. And that's it. I mean, that, that is guy is so his fucking voice is so annoying. I want to fucking hit him in the <laughs> face with a bag of fucking diarrhea. Well, <laughs> really. I'm 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 dead serious. I'm writing this down. How again. annoying. More day for MC clips. <laughs> Fuck Dave Ramsey, whoever he is. I, okay, definitely will be. This will just be, a, be a brand new segment now, no matter what. Every week, what's Dave Ramsey up to? Yeah. You know, but it is pointing out interesting things to what is considered an adult now. Right. Because you're absolutely right. It's like nobody needed to get you into it. I mean, I remember playing poker when I was in like grammar school for money. Right. Of course, the concept that it's making it easier, the whole online thing, there's no question it's making it easier. You can gamble now online in a variety of legal and illegal ways, and nobody's going to protect you. No. And this, again, is where you need to be responsible for yourself. I did find it to be very interesting that universities were taking millions of dollars from casinos in order to encourage their students to gamble. I did think that was a little bit off, a little bit bizarre. It is a little off, but you know, like I said, nobody's putting a gun to their heads. No. Well, and it's every mother fucking sport. Now you watch baseball games. All you're seeing is go to DraftKings or whatever it is. The main one for baseball. Really? Yeah, NASCAR the same way, especially NASCAR on Fox. Go play the betting game. Go do wow. that. You know, it's every sport seems to have a tie-in now with gambling. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I actually did an entire episode on this, um, and it's it was called Larry. Larry beats the house. I don't know when the hell it's, it goes back three or four years. You have to comb through uh, my website to find it. But it's the story of how I, I was, I had a buddy who was actually, actually, this guy was a degenerate gambler. I mean, he, I met him years after we graduated and he was like broke betting the rent and this kid wasn't eating. It was it's horrible. Nice. But, but I was kind of like, you know, I'd hang around anyway. Um, 
and I was, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was fun hanging around the racetrack and living it up and so forth. And we, we came up with a system, uh, which panned out very nicely for a couple of months. We did so well that we were taking limos out to the racetrack and guys with gray hair were coming up to us say, Hey, what's your, what's your system kid? What do you know? What do you know? <laughs> you know, we're, we're having, you know, prime rib in the cloud casino and, uh, and call scotch. And we're, you know, we're, we're barely, barely 18. We were doing very well. Well, of course, racetracks and casinos they love systems they fucking love them <laughs> yeah because none of them work they, none of them work they'll work for a while but eventually they don't work and so one day you know i'm, I'm like eight, 18 and a half years old and we i'm not going to get into the the uh, machinations of the system but we dropped i think it was north of two thousand bucks on one race that's was pretty high cotton for even now but for back then that was that was a lot of fucking dough and uh, the horse is still running, you know, he never even made it to the finish line. And I learned my lesson. And since that time, you know, the whole thing of bet with your head, to not over. Yeah, I, I get that. Well, yeah. And when you're talking, okay, I get that sports betting. Now, sports betting is never betting for your team to win or lose. You're always covering a spread. Yeah. And when it comes to that, the house always is going to win. You may make a little money here and there, but the house is always going to win. The only way to gamble is to bet your buddy, win or lose, you know, one team against another. And then you can have a little bit of fun, but nobody, you know, you have to have a buddy who can take some big action, I guess, if you want to bet thousands of dollars on uh, on a game. And you have to understand okay. that it's all put into place in order to remove your money from you. Now, anybody that's ever gone to Vegas, I mean, any casino really doesn't even have to be in Vegas, but I remember walking into the Venetian for the first time and it is a wonderful building. It sure is. And you're like, you look around, you're like, you know how they uh, funded this? (laughs) All those machines right there. Yeah. But people Mm -hmm. think they're going to win because you're right. Everybody thinks they have a system. Right. And beyond counting cards which gets harder and harder to do. Mm-hmm. It is uh, impossible to have a, a real way to beat the house. Unless you were like the guy that had access to the, the software of the, uh, the slot machines right. and, and knew how to, and knew how to go into the mode that would start paying off. Mm-hmm. But then again, those people go to jail because that's illegal. Yes. That's not a system as much as it is a, a federal offense. No. I mean, the whole thing of Vegas, I mean, it's, I, I've been there many times and usually, you know, after a few hours, I'm like, I'm over this. I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> because because the, the entire thing, Las Vegas, I mean, if you go for the shows, I guess it's pretty good. And, and, and the whole, the paradigm has changed um, that I think it was. Even 10 years ago, 60%, these numbers might be off, but they're sort of, they're in line, but not exact. I think it was like 60, 65% of the revenues were coming in from the gaming tables and the remainder from entertainment that has reversed. So people are gambling less and watching more shows. And that's why they're going to Vegas. Yeah. The shows are not cheap. No, they're not. And in fact, when I was out there last time, I think was it share some shit like the shittiest seats to see share were 600 <laughs> bucks i mean wow yeah and i was at caesar's um and i didn't see her by the way uh but you think of the whole the whole thing is designed to destroy you really come on in here 
and uh, and sit and we'll we'll siphon money from your wallet. We'll we'll give you free booze so you'll play more sloppily and fuck right. up your liver. And I don't know, can you still smoke in casinos? There's probably smoking sections. Yeah. So the whole thing is like you let's you want to fuck yourself up. We're your guys. We're gonna help you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so if you enjoy that, and for short little bursts, it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you can't. Uh, it, there are people that go to these casinos around here you know even weekly it's like that's a little too much yeah it's like you one you have to know you're going to lose or you have to know that there's a 99 percent chance you're going to lose yes there's irony all around you including mm-hmm. when we went to vegas and my dad was playing one of the video poker machines but he was playing at like a penny or five cents or whatever and of right. course, hit the royal flush. Where if you were playing the buck or two, you would have had thousands. Mm-hmm. You know, instead it's like, well, here's thirty dollars. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. not quite give as much sh- the give it another pull. Uh huh. Yeah. It's not quite as much the same bang yeah. that you would get. But I will say that there were some delightful restaurants that we ate in there. Now none of them cheap. No, but there's some really good food. There are some good shows. Mm-hmm. We saw Penn and Teller there, and they were mm-hmm. quite fun to see. There have been some good concerts that go through. There's some residencies, if you will. I mean, Aerosmith was there. Billy Idol Mm -hmm. was there. And it's interesting because the uh, with the pricing, Garth Brooks, when he goes out on tour around the world, he's known for being the guy that charges like 50 bucks flat no matter what and Mm -hmm. keeping the ticket prices in line in Vegas. I believe that there's no such uh, no no such thing They're They're expensive. And that's where the uh, money is coming from now. I, my parents tell me the stories of seeing Sinatra there back in the 60s or 70s where, you know, it was just a part of being there. You gave the maitre d' 50 bucks and they're 20 bucks maybe at the time. And yeah. you got a seat down front, but it wasn't like the tickets were thousands of dollars. But yeah, that's where they're sure. bringing in their funds now. Maybe less people are gambling, so they still got to make that money yeah. some way. Well, you know, they've, they've, the other thing too, that I, they've kind of fucked up is, uh, last time I was in Vegas was a couple of years ago and it was several years before that. And I was so disappointed because face it, we're podcasters. We are audio guys, right? right? I mean, I, my brain functions much better with what goes into my ears and my eyes it just does. And part of the fun of going into casinos was the sound, the ambiance of that ching, 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 ching. Yes. Quarters falling and people screaming at, at crap. Usually people scream at craps tables nowhere else. But the, the sound of those falling, falling coins into the trays and slot machines and the jing, jing, jing. It was, it was just, it was kind of fun. It was you relaxing, know? weirdly. It, well, yes, yes. It's fucking over. You know, every, there's no coins anymore. Now it's the little credit cards and tickets come out. I mean, that's fucked up. I, I just, I'm sorry. Even the roulette wheels. Because I, I asked one of the croupiers, why is this? There's like a, a lucite dome over the roulette wheel. Like, what the fuck is that? He says, well, you had to put it because the drunks were always fucking with the, with the balls. <laughs> you know, I believe okay. it. But, you, but, but, but that was, I, I like the sound of that ball zipping around, bobbing through those slots. It was kind of fun. That's gone, you know. So And now the slot the machines also have some of the worst music and audio effects ever yes. created. Yes. Plus there's superheroes and TV shows, you know, there's the, the fucking, you know, one day at a time, Bonnie Franklin slot right. machine. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not interested in, in any of that, man. I had to search for the Dean Martin machine when we were there a few I'll years bet. ago. I'll bet you, I'll bet you stopped any, any nine guys in Vegas today and said, who's Dean Martin? They go, oh, I don't know. I know. Who's that? But there was he like life-size Ellen DeGeneres slot machines. I right. mean, there was uh 
please. I yeah. know it's a weird world. It is. It is absolutely a weird world. And yeah. uh, hey, you know, we're just we're just trying to have fun. Yeah, that's all. Now, you got a clip of our buddy Scott Labido. So, I mean, I know I he's going to say, hey, boys and girls, but uh, do we need to know any more about this clip here? About looks like it's about, nah, you know, Dr. Scott, is, if, Scott is nothing else. Scott is uh, self-explanatory, isn't he? Yes. Yes. He, he, he reminds me of Sinatra. He's got that voice. He does. And uh, I'm sure he's going to bring a logic bomb here. Mm-hmm. Is it we just can't get rid of certain fucking assholes? Dr. Fauci, will you pack this shit up already and take a fucking hike? We're sick of you. We're sick. Of, there's a handful of people that uh, he's a fucking hero. He saved it. He's he's a he doesn't know his ass from his fucking elbow. And yesterday he's bitching about us unvaccinated people are going to cause more fucking death than mayhem. Shut your fucking pie hole and go. You know, you know where I want to see you. I want to see you, Dr. Fauci, where you fucking belong. On my Aunt Mabel's front fucking lawn under a ceramic mushroom wearing a red pointy hat and curly <laughs> shoes. Because you're nothing but a little fucking creepy gnome. Oh, can somebody make Fauci gnomes? Who, who has a mold out there? Isn't that great? We could make some that's big money of, selling Fauci gnomes. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, that, and that's one of Scott's finest moments. I just love that. What a visual, huh? He is an artist. No question. We are so far into this virus being around. Yeah. Anybody that hasn't gotten it yet. I mean, I would be really surprised if there was more than like 1% of the population that was not exposed to this at all at this point. Well, I was, but I didn't get it. I mean, I I spent, uh, you know, several days in a car with my wife who had it at the time. Yeah. And my wife did with me. And yeah. there's so you some of you folks are you guys aliens? I mean, there's some going on with the DNA. Yeah. I mean, now I you're the kind of guy though, because my wife, as I did, had the Johnson and Johnson shot. You didn't have any of that, so you're one of those guys yeah. they're looking for. You know, yeah. your, your doctor might be able to take a blood test and be like, "You're the special guy who no vaccine, no nothing, no didn't get it." Yeah. It'd be interesting yeah. to know if your blood had antibodies to it. It's like, yeah, you. You probably had those, it, and you're, you're it was like ah, nothing. Those samples have a price, and they started a hundred grand for the highest <laughs> bidder <over> there. <laughs> okay, if anybody wants a vial of Larry's blood, go over to PlanetRage.show. The bidding starts at a hundred thousand dollars. You know they're going to clone you. That's what they're going to be like. We can clone. Well, that's Larry. okay. Imagine an, ar- an army of me. That's just <laughs> it's like you know what? It becomes a lot easier to do multiple podcasts that way. That's true. Yeah. Just take the extra Larry out of the closet and uh, sit him in front of a microphone. (laughs) Whatever works. Now, we have one, a clip from Tina, too. Tina. Well, I'll say I'll I'll preface this with. Tina, of course, unfortunately lost her congressional bid against uh, AOC. Yes. The tragedy. Um, But, you know, the silver lining in the cloud is the original Tina. The one we came to love is back. Do you think? that she would have done i mean i know the area mm-hmm. that she had to get her votes from very hard to do but yes. i'm wondering if you think her changing her personality up and softening things up because the people in the bronx you know in queens where this is mm-hmm. i i don't know if softening up the image was the right way to go do you think that hurt no. her or didn't have any effect whatsoever 
I don't, I don't think it hurt her uh, at all because the people, because if no matter if she came off like uh, Mary Poppins or Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> um, it's still, they would have voted her down because of her policies. Um, True. You know, it just, it just didn't matter. So um, uh, God bless her for taking a shot at it. And I'm sure she worked very hard. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think her, uh, her demeanor and her word choice had any effect whatsoever on, on the outcome. What did she end up with? Like 25% of the voters? I never saw. Did you see, I never saw numbers. I thought it was close to that. We'll have to look that one up because I'd be curious to know what she got. Yeah. I mean, think of the, the stupidity of an electorate to put in AOC to begin with is mind blowing. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, that's true. Right. See, the independent covered it. Do they say here? Uh, of course, they've talked about all right. They, I kind of feel like Joey Biden. Can we, can we do this for uh, like 21 seconds? Uh, I, you know what? I need a clean feed thing where I can play uh, sounders. How do I do that? Is it only one? Only the host can do that. How does that work, Darren? Well, let's all just through the audio. We can just get you a soundboard that would come right through the same audio channel. Yeah, I should get one of those. Yeah. It says that redict, <laughs> redict, yeah, that's a good word. Redistricting in the Queens and Bronx <laughs> cut roughly 300,000 people from the district, which is interesting. Um, so, I mean, this may also be a little bit of the kind of shenanigans that happens mm. uh, when everything is able to be rigged, which they, that's one of the things that rarely gets talked about that I think should be way harder to do and that is redistricting things yeah they do it here all the time and it's like oh wait this this district's getting a little too many republican votes so yeah gerrymander yeah we need to move this around so we can make sure yeah who's gonna get the uh the votes and who's not aoc wound up with 70.6 percent of the votes and tina 27.5 so that's about what i thought 25 wow, percent. there you have it there you have it I mean, a big drop, but that was only with uh, only about 100,000 people voting. So I don't know how many people were eligible to vote in that that district, but that's pretty low turnout, but only 27%. That is, that's a little disappointing. It is disappointing, but that's classic New York. I mean, I left that place uh, 30 years ago, and uh, that was pretty much the way it went with the candidates, but that's always been a very leftist town. And then he went to California and you ruined it there too. Yes, I did. <laughs> I'll take that. Well, back. good morning, Patriots. Do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? I've been dying to say this. Trump 2024, motherfuckers. Fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. Well, gotta we know she's Tina. going. Gotta love Tina going for Donald Trump 2024. Tina's back. Yeah. Let the yeah, well, I gotta tell you, my little up. jaunt the it's happened very quickly. I mean, I stopped in uh Kingman uh, for an overnight on my way to Sedona, and uh, the place was littered with the uh, Trump 2024 uh stuff flags and banners. And you know, so they I don't know, did they have it that stuff ready pre announcement or I don't probably know, maybe depending but if you know who's making money off of it. Yeah, and of course the reverse was true in um, in Sedona. There's not a not nothing about uh, Orange Man there. You know, it Biden seems country. like two years is a long way off, but it seems like just yesterday we were saying that about 
Biden winning and it's going to be a really long time to the midterms. And here we are. Here we are. Yeah. They say time flies when you're having fun. I don't know if we're having any fun right now. Well, I am. God damn it. And I'm really pissed off. We missed last week. I know know you had had stuff to do and you weren't feeling that's cool. But uh, I, I always enjoy this. And we made CSB mad. Then today he's like, where's the show? We pissed off CSB. It's like, it's not time for it yet. That's where the show is. (laughs) Timing is everything. Indeed. When it comes to that, we do have a couple of people to thank. We are a value for value based podcast, which means we put the shows out there. You get to decide if you've gotten any value out of these shows whatsoever. And then you take part in the system by going to planetrage.show. Or, you know, there's different ways to do it, but then you show some value back to us. The way we'd love is when you show some financial support so we can keep the microphones on, the web servers humming, all that other kind of stuff. Now, the main donation we got, there's there's some confusion <laughs> behind this, which is our buddy, Sir Howitzer, who you sent me a thing saying he sent you some money. Yes, he did. And then he sent me a. Same donation for Grumpy Old Ben's, which is another show I do, saying, well, here's 33 bucks to not ask Larry how much I sent him. <laughs> I'm like, what? Then he did say that he tends to donate while he's been drinking, which I highly recommend for everybody. Yes, everyone should drink and donate. D&D. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, absolutely. You hear that, Dave Ramsey? <laughs> it's the best way to do it. Have a beer or two. <laughs> Maybe a nice scotch <laughs> or Irish whiskey and then go, yes. wow, I can go over Whatever your pleasure and donate to the podcast that I like listening to. So we will give him credit. And he just said to use his screen name, Sir Howitzer. Sir Howitzer. Thank you. And we appreciate that. Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley coming in with $20. That's a monthly donation. Thank you, Sir Sean. Our buddy Stu Coach with 666 all the way from Stu the UK. Baby, thank you. It's not a satanic donation, though. No. Allegedly. I mean, it's just double three, 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 which I get it. Also coming in now, I believe this is a monthly thing from our buddy, Sir Truck Driver, coming in with five bucks. He listens to way too many of our shows, and we appreciate it. Always, uh, when the weather starts getting bad, like last year, it's like, ooh, be careful out there, because people, one, are nuts. Oh, God, yeah. And then you add the icy roads and mm-hmm. and snow on the minute. That even a tough job, man. That's such a tough job. People don't know. It is brutal. No. And it's you think like, well, because I can stop my car on a dime. It's like, oh, you, God, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's like, do you not understand physics? Those are basically trains moving without a track. Exactly. That's a good analogy. Yes. There's a lot of weight. And the more weight there is, the harder they are to stop but hey people learn at at their peril a lot of times when you mm-hmm. cut in front of a vehicle that size that that can't yeah. stop but yes the delimiter of course is our buddy csb who was very upset that we didn't read his one uh boostagram last week uh-uh. and you know then we we skipped so then it was this week and he didn't think we were coming on at the right time and he's like, ah, nobody going to listen. And it's like, oh, wait, you know, we, it's like, well, no, people come on. They listen. Some listen live. Most don't listen live. But he's always promoting something with his boostagram. 
which was the 15,033 sats. Now, of course, Gwiff writes them, I believe. Right. So now he's got a guy to write his boostograms. I mean, that is pretty uptown. I was going to say that's pretty elitist, isn't it? Yeah, really. When you're hiring somebody, you're like, I can't even take the time to send that donation myself. I have a guy for that now. He's got people for that. That's a pretty cool place to be in. I would like to be there. Yeah. It's all that cloud computing. It must be making him a lot of money. Must be. We know it's not his investment in Bitcoin because that's been going south still. <laughs> but his boostergram says Larry and Darren. That would be us. Forget your troubles. Come on, get happy. So now Gwiff, obviously, we know is a fan of the Partridge family. That's what that's from, isn't it? Come on. Oh, that, that predates that. Is um, it? Yeah, I think that's some Judy Garland song. Oh, put on a happy face. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can chase all your cares away and structure listenership. Do we have a listenership? Or is that like Hmm. the Titanic? Is that our listener? I don't know. Maybe, maybe sinking. Um, To put AI.cooking into any web browser or podcast app, get happy. Get ready for the artificial intelligence judgment day. I hope. Whoa. Is that coming soon? I mean, that sounds uh, ominous. We might have to get rid of all these computers. Yeah. And if you don't know, the blog www.csb.lol has excellent cartoons and is great for a chuckle yell. Wait, it has excellent cartoons? I thought it had CSB's cartoons. Hmm. I don't understand. I guess you can go look for yourself. www.csb.lol. Wait, I stepped on that. Go ahead, read that URL. No, it's even better because then he'll complain about that. Larry, we're talking over. Shut the fuck up, Larry. (laughs) Exactly. You don't even, it's like you don't have to put the www, but because otherwise people just like, what's a dot LOL? That just doesn't make sense. It's like still people with the see planet rage dot show and they're like, I don't know what that means. And uh, NetNed just came in with the boost and said, Irish whiskey, question mark. Are there ladies drinking? Just kidding. Come on. I mean, Irish whiskey is still better than beer. I mean, that's for damn sure. I mean, you can't make the case. So it's like anybody that uh, if you're just drinking beer, you may well be wearing a skirt is what we're saying here. Good Lord. But there's some really good Irish whiskeys. Now, I will agree that the Irish whiskey for me kind of goes down like water. And it's like, I don't like ice or, you know, a splash of for the better stuff, a splash of spring water or any kind of water really works. But I will admit, I mean, I've had some bourbons that absolutely just kick my ass like bookers. I mean, they come out with a new series like every quarter now, it seems, but uh, they are, you know, where the most Irish whiskeys are 80 proof. There's a few that are more cask strength that are maybe, you know, a hundred, a little over a hundred. I mean, some mm. of the bookers I've had was like 130, 140. Ooh, that's rocket fuel. Uh-huh. It is. And for, for that, you definitely want to put some ice in and kind of wait for it to melt a little bit. And uh, yeah. I mean, it's tasty, but my goodness, it will. Uh, if you're not careful, that'll get you going. I'm sure. And maybe that's the yeah. point. Yes. Yes. Net net is agreeing that Bush Booker's cask strength is dangerous, but oh, so good. I mean, it is kind of yeah. like sucking on a, a slab of wood. There's mm-hmm. the, the taste, but it is delicious. Send in yeah. your bourbon recommendations. Hmm. 
but I like Irish because one, it's nice. It's light. And well, because it comes from Ireland, that's why it has to be better than scotch. Just right off the bat. There you go. There you go. Just saying. And those guys in the UK, like Gwiff, no. Ireland, baby. Mm -mm. Nothing in the UK. What about Kentucky bourbon? How about that? Some of that is good. Yeah. CSB with another 3333 saying Dave Ramsey is fine. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) See, I love using the boostograms to argue. Yes. Just keep putting zeros at the end and we will be happy. But if you want to help support the show, go to planetrage.show slash donate. All of the information is there. I do have one clip left that was from a Steven Crowder little oh, video okay. louder with Crowder. And he was with the people in the audience talking to somebody else, but I just loved this leftist kid where he realized things weren't going in his way. And then his reaction to that. There's a difference between having a thought about something and feeling a certain way. And act- now this is somebody that is talking to the kid. I should have got his name, but he's sitting down at the table. Crowder is sitting, standing next to this kid. Actually, biologically, physically being that thing. Yeah. And so, so that's where you get into a kind of a, a gray area, right? It's like, what actually is something that I physically can be? What versus what can I feel like I am? Well, and what we're trying to say here is that there are two physical genders. There are two things that you can be. When you're born, you're either XX or XY chromosome, right? Genetically, we only exist in two forms. But I feel like um, ostracizing the argument to... You know, of course, of course, there are men and women, but we've created more schools of thought, more ways for people to express themselves physically. Okay, so so if we're creating them, that means that they're not natural, correct? Not natural. If, if they're man-made, that means they're not natural, right? That whole not natural thing brings don't up. To, don't look to me. This is between you two right now. I know, but it's 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 yeah. usually you. I don't like this gimmick, and I will not be watching this video. Okay. I don't like this gimmick and I will not be watching this video because you use logic on me. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me truth. Don't want to hear that truth. (laughs) It's like, this is exactly what goes on when you try to have that conversation with most people on the left. I'm not, I'm not falling for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you listen to what that guy said, everything he said was nonsense and bullshit. Yes. And that's what they do. The left, you know, and Useful idiots. I mean, they say things that makes absolutely no sense. And it goes back 150 years. Read uh, dialectical materialism. Marx and Hegel, you know, they, they string together words. It's, it's word salad. It's absolute nonsense and bullshit. But people who are not, don't have a lot of intellectual firepower read it and think, wow, I can't understand this. It must be true. Right. I know there's only two genders, but now we've come up with new ones. New ones. Yeah. Well, then you understand where they're not natural, right? What do you mean? Well, if they're not, if they're man-made, they're not natural. It's like, and that was like, you could just That's see it. the look on the guy's face like, oh, mm-hmm. well, there you go. Well, I can't argue that because I made the point. Right. There's nothing better than having an argument with somebody when they make your point and then don't yeah. know how to, <laughs> how to tap dance out of it. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're here to do. We're here to train people in the, the yeah. jujitsu arts of rage and debate and getting your points across and uh, sometimes laughing when people horribly fail trying mm-hmm. to to do the same now yes. what is do you have any idea i have no idea what's going to be on random thoughts this week you don't uh, 
And no. I skipped last week, which was hard. It's a, it is a, I know. It's a, I was so disappointed. I didn't get my random thoughts fixed. It's like, well, okay. I it's like I once I got to the whole like week, it was like, well, I, I should probably just just do that. It was kind of nice. Yeah. Even though it wasn't for the like I was sitting on a beach somewhere having fun. There was a little bit of just mental R and R not having to really pay attention to anything going on. That's a nice feeling, right? Yeah. yeah. And it helps. And it's one of those things where I know when you do the weekly podcast, everybody tries to, you know, bank something in advance. We talked about it. I know my buddy Gene and I over on unrelenting have talked about it. Ryan and I talked about it over at grumpy old Benz. It's always like, well, have something in the can ready to go. Yeah. But then you don't need it usually for like six months. And by that time it's so old. And you, then you also have recorded right. content that you're not using, which seems antithetical yeah. to the whole concept it's nice to put your brain in neutral for a week yes 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 csp but. can you get us an ai that would allow us to do that more <laughs> yeah. that would be nice <laughs> that would be yeah, well you know i i thought of something when i was listening to uh let's see the previous the, the second to most recent one and uh you you were you were really fired up you went off on rosie o'donnell and uh, bed midler and calling them morons and i i applaud that as you know i do and then I thought, you know, the Darren O'Neill show is, I, I, I always listen to podcasts while I'm do, doing something else, right? Because my peripatetic nature just uh, mandates that. I, I can't sit still that long. So I listen when I'm working out or driving or something else, whatever. But, but that really is so it's, so, it's such a bad thing when I'm listening to yours because I, I thought Darren's show should be called like the Notebook um, podcast because whenever I hear your show, I think, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I, I want to write this down and say, let me write that down and look, look later and, and look deeper and find out more about this. Like your, uh, your revelation that they're lying about the murder rate in this country and everybody out there has a one in 179 chance of being fucking murdered. Right. Holy shit. You know, I mean, you just don't hear that elsewhere. So it's like, that's not a comforting number when you no, hear. No, it's not. Not, it's not at all. Like if crime continues at this rate, this will be your no. chance in your lifetime of being murdered. It's like, I don't mm -hmm. think most people are going, wait, I have an over half, you know, anything close to 1% even of. Yeah. I think you said it was 0.6. That's, that's a big goddamn number. When uh -huh. you're talking that it really is. When so. crime is allowed to run unpunished, mm -hmm. that kind of thing only gets worse. Yes, it does. But, but to answer your question about. Next week for me, um, I have a really kick-ass episode coming up, and it's thanks thanks to my uh, my little road trip to Sedona. Um, this episode is entitled "Larry's Close Encounter." Ooh. If you know it or don't know it, Sedona is rated the most heavily trafficked um, place in the world for UFOs, and uh, yep, finally, like chasing a unicorn, I have seen. The UFO. I'm going to tell you all about it this episode. Well, I will say that your road trips always bring good content. So there's, well, thank you. There's, I mean, I think there is also that is maybe not putting your mind in neutral, but just doing something completely different. Yes, it helps. It that does. throws you into a different gear, mm -hmm. experiencing different people, different places, and is uh, as bizarre and scary or comforting as they all are. There's always a good story at the end. Thank you. So everybody well, needs to tune one. in. Yes. 
thatlarryshow.com. If you're not a believer, com. you will be when you hear this episode. Ooh, see, now you have to sell like some t-shirts. I probably should, yeah. Like Larry's. I suck at the promotion and the merch. That's a, well, you see, CSB's got Gwiff writing his stuff. I need a promotion guy to do all this for me. That's uh-huh. So I can do nothing but content. I want somebody to do that. Larry's Alien That's Adventure. Stuff. We can get the guys over at noagendashop.com to, uh, to yeah. pick up some t-shirts. That'd be nice. They do good work. And they do yeah. short runs. So, I mean, there good you stuff. go. Mm-hmm. Something to yeah. think of. We just need to hire a marketing guy. Exactly. We do. We do. But not Gwiff. Somebody good. (laughs) With that said, we will be back next week on Monday for another journey through Planet Rage. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State.